Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hi, angels. How are we? Welcome to the podcast. Um, forgive my voice. Uh, yeah, my mother, her parting gift was to um, make me sick. So, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's a perfect intro into what we're talking about. <laughs> maybe, Let's dive right into the deep end. <laughs> yes, we are yeah. because that's what we do. You know, yeah, well, we've been in the deep end. Like it was definitely like this recording starting when it did was was like based in like, oh no, we're like we're like we already are in it. Like let's hit record and and like and continue the magic because it, it it's in it's in a place. So we're ready. We are ready and raring to go. Yeah. Buckle in because it's gonna be a fun ride. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about, Vanessa? <laughs> So we are going to talk about, because, you know, y'all, this is a holiday season. We've been, you know, we've been amping up for it. We've been talking here and there about boundaries and stuff like this. But, you know, there's so many things that go on during the holiday season that we could never fit them into one podcast. So here comes another one right at you. And this one, yeah, is special just because I've experienced it the previous week. So right. And yeah. we just tied it like what, what what happened before we started recording was tying like our todays into our yesterdays and really being like realistic about what has happened, you know, and what where things came from. You know, we always talk about the root cause of stuff, but sometimes until you're in the discussion, you're not getting to the root cause. And then the root cause comes up and you're like, well, damn it. Now I understand a whole lot about myself. Yeah. And, you know, this holiday season, we don't we we have different experiences with our families and loved ones during the holidays it feels then we do the whole rest of the year and so that comes with like expectation that comes with letdown that comes with stress that comes with relationship drama sometimes and you know it's important to talk about like the the realistic part of it the you know instead of the flu flu like oh it's the holidays and it's the time for family you know like but what what happens when you're saying that and then you go into it energetically knowing that's not how your family's going to operate? <laughs> well, and I think too is is there's so many points I want to make here. I don't even know where to fucking start. <laughs> um, the first is the there's always a part of us that wants that, I guess we would call it Christmas miracle or holiday miracle where somebody in our family has this awakening of the shithead they've been and realize they haven't been treating their family well, or that maybe they realize they've been really kind of harsh and they're taken on board, you know, what they've been told or whatever. And they all of a sudden will stop and be like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, like, (laughs) and my, I haven't seen my mom since 2020, March of 2020. And those of you who know the podcast know that I have a very tumultuous relationship with my mom and we are very much oil and water. And so she was visiting my brother. And so I decided 
rather than me having to go to Florida when it's, you know, have her come here. Ticket prices, the way it ended up, she ended up here for a week. And let me tell you, there is so much you can learn about yourself, about your family, about your trauma in a short period of time. I, I did. I will admit there was a part of me that had hope that it would be a good visit, that it would be a visit that was loving and nurturing and kind because I had hope. And after my mother left, I'm stuck in this space of grieving the understanding that the hope is misplaced. There will never be that of what I wish for. And I know some of you saying, well, you know, your mom is the way she is. Why did you have hope? Because we, we, that's, that's just, there's always that inner part of us, that, that childlike energy that wants it to be. And, and, you know, we falsely think we're adults now. We can have conversation. We can be adult-like. But what I don't, what I guess I didn't understand is that she was an adult when she was a mother and she made the choices that she made. So being an adult, like 40 something years later, isn't going to change anything whatsoever. It's, she's still who she is. It's not to say, I'm not saying my mom is a horrible human, but what I'm saying is she lacks an interpersonal skills. And a lot of coming out of the other side of that week, I didn't realize that I was in a constant state of trauma response that whole week. And, and it wasn't until she left that I realized it, but, and I don't need to go into the minutia of why or how, because it's irrelevant. It just, it, it brought up so much of what I was experiencing as a child. It did help me step into validation of my trauma. Cause when you're a kid, if you're 40 and you're doing therapy and you're like, I didn't, I don't see that as trauma. I don't understand how I could have reacted in trauma response in that situation because I think we normalize it because that's what we experience and we think it's normal. And we also forget having been confronted with similar situations as an adult made me go, holy shit, I am so sorry I ever doubted the trauma that I experienced. Mm-hmm. It made me realize that no, what I feel and how I react and my trauma and the triggers and everything else that goes along with it is a hundred percent valid. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. So it softened me to myself. It gave me that sense of, girl, I'm so sorry that I ever doubted that you went through trauma. Because part of me was like, is that really trauma? You know, I kept, I would question myself because, you know, but I it led me to that validation. Yeah. Well, because we, we, we <clears throat> tend to take our, our wise, critical thinking brains and apply it to our childhood and act as if, and this, I mean, this happens to people who are actively parenting sometimes where they look, they will look at a child and expect an adult response or an adult thought process. And it's like, no, you like, that doesn't happen until later. You can't like, you have to know how the child's brain is processing this so that you can assist them in processing it in the way that you intend or the way that you want it to be or whatever. So I think as adults, we tend to look at things because we've been through so much now, right? Like we, we've been through what we feel is real trauma, you know, like of survival and not having enough money and all of that kind of stuff. And so then we go back and we look at the 
quote unquote little things that happened in our in our childhood and just kind of dismiss them to be like, well, that's not like I, I now I know what pain is basically is kind of what it is. But it's like, no, no, for your young self, that was the pinnacle of pain at that time, because you, you know, like the, the you were fresh and new and like, you know, kind of experiencing everything for the first time. So they were those were big, big traumas for that little kid brain. Those were big messages for that 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 very small existence that they actually had so that's what you know what what we're doing when we go backwards into there and saying like okay you may not think that that's a big deal at 35 and it's not if that happened to you today it would roll off your back but when it happened to you when you were at 11 it was a big freaking deal because when you were 11 you were going through this 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 and this and that made a big impact because of who you were then and what kind of processing you could do in each moment then. And it's like, oh, you know, like, and that's why you carried it because it had a big message, you know, like we get big messages when we're little, it's kind of unfair. <laughs> like you kind of want that to be the opposite. You want like the children to have everything roll off. And then like when you are older and you've got the skills to get yourself out of it, that that's when things happen and you've got to be a problem solver and you've got to, you know, like transmute what's actually happening and all that but unfortunately it's our innocent children that are 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 tasked with this and this is why we have so many traumatized people is because you know things things are happening there and and we're not taking care of kids very well to help them understand what's really happening on their level but then we're a bunch of adults running around saying that's not a big deal and literally operating from our trauma <laughs> because we're ignoring the fact that it is a big deal yeah yeah 100% and it's in i think it especially is impactful because it comes from people that we look to for security and nurturing and love that makes it like compounds it as an adult i don't i don't seek love from that space anymore because there is not there there is this is no way and right and the world <laughs> opens up and you start to find that there's more than just the people around you when you're a kid the people around you are the people around you you don't have the opportunity to branch out <laughs> oh, so you go to the next door neighbor goes i need some love can i have a cup of love do you have some exactly <laughs> so i if you're one of those people who still go to holiday dinners and you experience those moments those those like those like grieving kind of feeling sad feeling more anxious and anxiety leaving it than you did coming into it you know I know you feel you have to go to these dinners but you don't you you really don't that if there is a sense of mutual respect Mm -hmm. if they don't respect you and respect who you are and your choices then you know, who's to say that you need to go to the holiday dinners? Mm-hmm. I, I stopped going years ago. I won't because I know what will happen. And even having my mom here without any of my siblings kind of proved me right. You know, it proved it, it validated my boundary of not attending holiday dinners. I'm not spending a long time with these people. Like it just, it just revalidated it. 
And go ahead. No, I was go ahead, finish your thought because I was gonna not switch gears, but kind of yeah, like accelerate to a different place. And I know it's hard because most of us who are in trauma are people pleasers. There's a big I encourage we're you trying to avoid more trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and but I I really just encourage you to put yourself in, in that category of who am I gonna people please today? Because in the end, regardless of what you do or what you say, those people are not going to change. I, I hate to be a Debbie Downer in this. And I hate to like drop this heavy thing in a podcast. But in the end, they will never approve. Unless they're showing willingness to talk about it and want to understand and want to know anything about what life choices are you know, or what you're doing and they're seeking understanding and you really feel that they are, they're asking questions. They're trying to, they're encouraging you, even if they don't understand those are people that, yeah, okay. They're really trying to, but if you get people who don't give a shit, who just give you blanket statements about maybe the career you chose, or maybe your, you know, your, your, uh, your, decision that you're non-binary or that you're trans or that you're part of the LGBTQ plus, you know, community that if they don't have a willingness to understand now, they're never going to. And no matter how many times you show up to please them, they're never going to make an action to please you. And when you can finally decide to make a no contact or not even no contact, but just a non-holiday, like my boundary is I'm not coming to holiday dinners. That's your choice. That's keeping you safe. Going to prevent further trauma is just your, your brain is just reinforcing the trauma that's already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it forces people's hands, you know, and I, I mean, I really think that it's funny because I feel like we have the, we have the opposite ideas of how we influence people <laughs> a lot of times where we're like I'm going to show up and I'm going to be loud and I'm going to be in their face and it's like they're going to be reactionary and listen to not a thing that you say sometimes the loudest and the thing that makes people force force people to look at themselves is silence and withdrawing right mm-hmm. like so when we think about that being you know h- how often do we hear that story of like nobody we know that we've been fighting against this and fighting against this and they're never listening and they're never accepting and they're never whatever oh but now that I'm gone you want to and it's like good you know at all costs good go it doesn't mean I have to come back to the situation but good go explore yourself go explore your hatred go explore why you had non-acceptance right like the change I think sometimes that we can hold on to is that it's not for us, it's for them. And it's for the other people in the world, right? So if you don't want to accept me and and my absence makes you change, but I don't feel like that means I need to come back, that will mean that you will, that you'll pay that forward on the next person that is like me and whatever like me means in a different way. And that's good too, right? Like, so it, it actually serves a better purpose than, fighting and fighting and fighting and putting yourself in the fire over and over and over again, you know? And I think sometimes that's easier for people to latch onto because it doesn't feel so much as a boundary (laughs) that they have to hold on to and like, Oh my God, as like a release of being able to be like, that person has to face themselves and you are not allowing them to face themselves. 
they've they've got to be alone in the mirror yeah. you being in that mirror with them makes them look at you we and and you don't deserve that they need to look at themselves and mm-hmm. let them look at themselves or close their eyes not your problem but your absence will speak much louder than your presence yeah one more thing before we go on something you said earlier Vanessa when we were doing our little download Growing up, we think it's because of us that they're that way, that they treat us that way. As an adult, we have a realization that we had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really need people to hear that. I really need you guys to take that to your heart, sit with it, write it down. You know, as children, we feel they treated us that way because of who we are. As adults. Children and they are the parent. Right. As an adult we see that because we're not children anymore and if they still treat us the same way, we realize that it's not about us mm-hmm. at all, at all. I mean, I know we've said this in other context, but this context, it, it spoke to me more maybe than other times we've said it because it was like, I turned around and validated the shit out of my trauma and was like, girl, She's just that way. That's just who she is. Mm-hmm. It's not about me or lack or inability or inefficiency or unworthy or not enough. It has nothing to fucking do with me. Yeah. Never did. It everything to do with that's who she is. Yeah. And, and that totally was like, I think it's it'll be, end up being like a game changer for me. Yeah. And in a sense of being like, well, shit, if it had nothing to do with me, is all the things I say to myself and treat myself, all the things I say about I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or are these core feelings, they're really wrong. I don't I don't need them. They, they're false. Uh-huh. So there's a sense of like, oh, okay, we got to dive in this farther. But as you're working through that, just remember that. Remember that it has nothing to do with you. It had nothing to do with you and everything to do with who they are as humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think as we become parents, that's what, you know, like when I, when I talk to my, my clients that are parents, we do, we draw the parallels and we do that. And we kind of humanize the parents of being like, uh-huh, right. Like you thought that that was all about you. You thought, but now you realize because now you're in the parent place that you're, you're discovering things about yourself because you're aware that yeah. maybe they weren't because they're not trying to be aware right? Like, so you start to be like, oh, that was their humanness, not in a great place, but that was their humanness, their existence. That was who they showed up as the whole time. (laughs) But because I had the perspective of a child, I could not have the perspective of an adult to see it the way that I have the perspective now as an adult that I can see it, you know, and it's like, can be healing, it can be triggering, but it is important right? You know, to we, we talk about it all the time in all, like you said, in all different contexts of leaving it with the person, leaving their experience with them, letting them have their experience, whether we, regardless of what we think is right or wrong, but we, we keep it over there with them. We don't absorb, we don't take it on. We don't decide that it's about us because, you know, it's not, you know, we, we may be the trigger, but we are not the cause. And um, that super, super important. I'm glad that you brought that up because I had forgotten all about that because <laughs> i was so excited <laughs> i was you so excited earlier yeah yeah it was a, a long while ago y'all we sit here and talk for like two hours before we start <laughs> before we start recording 
but one of the things that we had been talking about that made me be like oh man let's just hit record was the like where we get these ideas from right like because if, when you think about this it's like being like in our 40s and going into holidays expecting them to be something different than they have been for our entire fucking existence is a little bit weird when you say it out loud like this is going to be the year like where's your damn evidence like yeah <laughs> yeah why are you again like where does this expectation come from and we got into like some deep stuff about the things that we watch and where we get our information from and um, how we are not nurtured in society to be reflective and to be, um, you know, kind of be explorative of humanness. We 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 kind of go looking at ideals often because you know they make us feel good, right? Like every ideal, like you just say the word ideal, and it's like, what's your ideal, you know, house, right? Like we're like, ooh, positive, you know, like. <laughs> I would like to do that. That sounds good. I should definitely do that. It'll make me feel good. Um, but ideal family situations, ideal relationship stuff. And um, I believe it started with us talking about Hallmark movies, which we have very different, like <laughs> we have very different experiences with, which was the fun part where I was like, we should be recording because <laughs> it was to me so demonstrative. Like you couldn't be more demonstrative of if like, your brain is wired this way and your brain is wired this way, your experiences of things are going to be different. And it doesn't, it's not right or wrong. It's right for each person. And it's just knowing where it comes from and knowing what you're doing with it changes your whole life. Mm -hmm. And the Hallmark movies were like uh, twice this week. Now I talked about Hallmark movies in <laughs> different ways of like, well, what are they doing to us? Yeah. Here? <laughs> and this is a disclaimer those of you i here okay i'm anti-hallmark movie okay <laughs> for those of you who use it as an escapism for those of you who use it whatever you i i don't i don't i'm not mad at that that's your choice it's not my choice but here's how that all started <laughs> see my mother <laughs> wants to watch hallmark movies and the whole week she was here I said, you can watch anything but Hallmark because I don't like them. I get angry. Why? Because I feel that those people, especially the younger generation, they it gives a false sense about how conflict is resolved. Now, I get it. There's other things. Following your heart, taking chances. There's a couple of other really good messages in them. But what I don't like is the relationship that happens between the main characters. Like, sure, that stuff happens in some real life. But when it comes to the conflict of why they cannot be together, I'm sorry. <laughs> these, these grand gestures, moving across the country, putting his career on hold and buying a ticket to the New York City so he could be with this person. That shit, does, it isn't how you resolve conflict. Because I've seen it in real life. I've seen people try to use those techniques uh -huh. in order to resolve conflict. Shit doesn't happen like that. Okay. And I get it. Those of you who were nurtured as children, who had very healthy relationships with your parents, you know how to conflict, you know how to talk, you know how to share love, share affection, you understand. And I get it. But for those of us who 
were very isolated as children. There was no affection in my in my childhood. There was no, let's talk about it. Let's resolve it. Let's talk about our differences and see if we can't come to a compromise. Or there's no conversation about how to resolve shit. And then as a child, a young child, I think I was 12, 11. I was a bookworm. I loved books. That was my escapism was books because my, my, I just, I was so unhappy. I lived in my bedroom and I read. That's what I did. Well, someone had given me like a bunch of boxes of romance novels. And in some ways, romance novels mimic what Hallmark movies are. And so when you're a young kid, and I know there's young teenagers that watch these Hallmark movies with their parents. When you're a young kid and you haven't been really taught and nurtured in a way that you understand it's fake and you understand this isn't how life goes and you have an understanding of how things work. You think that's the way that it works because you think that there's a, there's a progress to a relationship of it's, it's, it's the guy that is rejecting and doesn't, you know, rejects you or rejects the situation is a hard ass is like kind of emotionally unavailable. And then he meets you. And then he's like, Still, he's still resistant. You spend time together in whatever capacity it is, whether you're working for him or you're his nanny or some other way, which is a common theme of these, okay? And then and then you get to that point where all of a sudden he realizes he cares about you. But yet, is it too late? She's leaving. Oh, my God. Like, run to the airport or go find her in her home. Like, Buy a ticket to cross the country to find her. That doesn't happen, okay? Maybe rarity once in a very blue moon that that may happen and work that way, but it does, that's not real life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like you said, and this is the, the this is what's hard about it is that like like anything, you know, I used to have this I used to have this argument about video games, right? Because I would be like, oh my god, like kids who are not monitoring are like not learning good social skills on these video games you know like grand theft auto is a terrible game like i've watched an adult act pretty much the same way in real life as he does playing gta and i was like oh god like i see it actually happening in front of me and being like well exactly what you just stated he that's that was all he had so that was all he was doing he wasn't being taught anything else but then you know then I would have a discussion with somebody that would go, well, I'm I'm not an idiot. Like, I know that that's not how life is. It's just fun for me. Like, it's kind of like doing something you could never do. And, and like, why should my video game be taken away? Because so-and-so can't handle it. And it was like, well, yeah, I get it, right? Like, the problem always is that we're not nurturing our children correctly. I mean, I feel like the dawn of time, it's been like kids get the shit end of the stick on a regular basis throughout time. Like, I do get that. And that it is like, well, you know, does one go without the other? Or do we like, what do we do at this point? And it's like, I feel like that that's why we needed to talk about it. Because I'm like, we are going to do our part to be able to be like, if you're getting <laughs> your romance goals from Hallmark, please stop. If you're the same way we had the discussion about fairy tales, right? Like fairy tales aren't real. Yeah, of course they're not real. They're fucking cartoons. Like, <laughs> but the feeling, right? Like we a feeling gets evoked and we love that feeling. When I watch a Hallmark movie, I love the feeling of being like, yes, man, like don't go with your head, go with your heart. But I'm also like, 
you know where I'm not going to go? Back to my hometown and plan a big thing. Because <laughs> I know my hometown and I know everybody in my hometown. And I know how I do not, there's, I challenge anybody to find someone that has the same ideal life as me now they don't and there's nothing wrong with it it's just that I have grown in a different direction but so I'm very much like that's not gonna happen like and I'm not gonna go like I know that and I just think of the feeling right like like of being like man when you love somebody when you love somebody and you feel that inkling explore that inkling don't ignore it don't use your head to explain it away just explore it so when I'm watching and I'm just like in my escapism world like it's completely different and if again like I said we're I feel like we're doing our part and that's why I was like let's talk about it to be able to say if you are on that other end of it where you like are striving for it because nobody taught you good conflict resolution nobody taught you how to find love nobody taught you the difference between platonic love and romantic love you know like don't do it that way (laughs) please don't please don't watch tv those things are written to evoke emotion just like a commercial is written to evoke emotion it is meant to entertain you it is not meant to educate you yes yes i it's, it's just it's true and I, but you know, when you're young, you don't know and understand that what you're, what you're seeing is fiction. It's it just, mm-hmm. this is, yeah. this is entertainment for old ladies, old spinsters. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, not to say that everybody, but like romance novels, that they, they were meant to entertain the, the, the well, women <laughs> who lived alone with all the cats and, you know. Right, right, real. I mean, if you're a parent right now listening to this, I mean, because I've, I've, I, my child's seven. I don't watch too many Hallmark movies with her, but I've watched a couple with her, you know. And you do say things like, "This is pretend." Mm-hmm. I say, I mean, she all for a long time. We had a, we had a big giant chunk of our lives where everything that happened, she would say, "Is this real life?" <laughs> because I said so much that it was pretend that she was like, I don't know what's real anymore. And I thought I'm doing a good job of letting her know that like, you cannot take everything at face value, but now I've confused my child to the point where she's in a surreal existence. Okay. So, you know, we talk a little bit more about like, that's not really how it, how it goes. And we talk more about realistic stuff. She's watched, you know, like my friendships with men, she's watched, you know, my relationships with men, like, from a child's perspective and I've spoken to her about them in a, you know in a in a like rated g way you know for her to be able to understand what's happening and not have to put conclusions in her own head yeah. with her seven-year-old brain but if you're a parent and you're listening to this please think about whether or not you've done that and, and be a little bit more open with your kids talk to them ask them what they think about relationships I when I have parents as clients we have to have this talk because they think they know their kids and I'm like but do you know your adult kid do you know what they think about relationships what did you think you modeled in your home and what do they think you modeled in your home because they might be different and you're gonna have to stuff your feelings and listen and not think of it as an attack and just think of it as as trying to figure out you know what is missing between the two of you so that you can bridge the gap like you you have to be able to go beyond your own experience in those 
you know, in those moments to nurture your, your children, both child and adult. And I know it's hard. I mean, I watch it happen. People come in and they're raging mad at their children. And I'm just kind of like, well, I get your val. I'm validating that you feel upset because you're working from your belief system and you feel like your belief system is the right one. But how does your kid feel? How do they feel? <laughs> not what are they doing? And we we run around a lot of times with what they're doing. And I'm like, I'm not asking you what they're doing. I'm asking you how they feel. And it's like, I don't know. I'm like, you gotta ask them. That's what you care. That's what every, all this connection is about is how we feel yeah. and being able to have those conversations so that we have less of this. So we have less of this. I know society wise, this is a big ask. A lot of parents just can't be there. They're mentally checked out because they're working their asses off. They, they're exhausted. It's really, it feels like a big ask to sit down and do emotionally draining stuff, but do the best you can make it lighthearted. If you need to just don't avoid it because it's hard <laughs> because yeah. this is what happens is your well, kids don't know what to do. You either nurture, you either nurture your children and do your best to give them a safe space to talk to you about stuff and, or you ignore it because it's too hard for you to cope with because you can't cope with your own emotions and stress and, yeah. and exhaustion. And, and I understand that and I get it because there are a lot of single moms, single dads out there who do that, but at the same time, that's what they're expecting of you. That's kind of the the role that they need from you when they came here, when they blessed you with their presence. Like, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, and I don't want it to sound mean or like obligatory, but that's why your parent <laughs> is your parent. <laughs> like, you brought him here. I say it all the time. Like, and, and again, it's hard to say it. Like when we, when we hear the words, they didn't ask to be born. I think it's like this kind of energy on it because it really puts the responsibility back of being like, okay, you gotta, do you gotta find something, find shift something again. Mm-hmm. It's not to be like you're inadequate and this is your responsibility and you've got to go above and beyond. It's just kind of like, but you did bring them here. And now they are innocent children looking to you for something. Do do something that feels with intent. Do something that feels like you're helping them go in the right direction. That could easily just be sending them to a counselor. Yes. Because Thank you, you can't give it to them. You just read my mind. I'm like, <laughs> even if you're, if you're at the end of your limit and you're like, I can't, I don't have any more bandwidth because I'm just trying to feed them and keep them alive. I hear you. I hear you. So find the help that they need, that they can help get help. Like, what can you do in order to assist them? You know, whether, like you said, getting them into counseling, talking with someone, providing that safe space through different means for them to explore how they're feeling and to get that kind of that education or that that mm-hmm. part of life that you're struggling to help them with. Mm-hmm. And don't take it personally. I mean, I think that no. that's one of the major things is that like when we talk about village, right? Like, and I've got goosebumps thinking about it because I know that I've, I, I'm still constantly working through this because of that fierce independence and the meaning behind doing everything yourself that has been drilled into my head that avoid, that makes me avoid using community and village um, because there's a, an immense amount of guilt that goes according to that. And, you know, I'm not doing my job then you know, and I had to have a sit down with myself and be like, you are a single mom who owns a business. 
like you need help. Like (laughs) everybody needs people that we are, we are hardwired that way. The community is like, we talk about community. You've got to become part of a community and allow that community to be, to, to pick up what you can't, you know, like to just pick up the heavy that you can't, that's what they're there for. That's what you do for other people. Allow that to be done for you. And a lot of people come up against that. It's a pride thing. I shouldn't have to ask for help. I should be because again, like, well, we were towing that line of saying, well, I mean, you did bring them here. Like it's not to add the guilt. It's to say you, your, your job is to provide that for them. However, that can be provided. Not that you yourself have to be the one who does it, but you help them find that thing that they need. We talk, we hear it all the time about sports, you know, coaches, being really, really inspirational for people that, you know, didn't really have their parents present. Like that's, that's the thought part of community and village is that there are people out there that can provide to your kid bits and pieces that you can't maybe even better than you. And you've got to put your pride to the side and decide that it's about your kid and not about you. Yeah. Like I want to nurture my kid. It doesn't really matter if I, if I say I can't friggin' do that. I can't play piano. I'll hire a piano teacher. So why won't I get them a mentor or a big brother or a counselor? Why is that any different? It's not. And and the thing of it is too, is that if you yourself need help, like that's a choice you need to make too. Do I need to go see a counselor? Mm -hmm. If you're like, I don't have time, I get it. But that's something you may need help with. And that's why you are having a hard time with nurturing and being nurturing and talking and about emotions, because maybe you're in a space that you've experienced trauma and not the childhood that you needed to be nurtured and, and loved and cared upon. So that's another question in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we talk about it, you know, again, in, in, in client meetings, we're like, oh, well, I never learned it. I'm like, it's too bad that when we ask for something, we don't get the thunderbolt of lightning that just provides to us what's missing. <laughs> Cause yeah. I think that's the expectation is like, well, I'll just know it. Like, why don't I know it? Well, cause the yeah. thunderbolt didn't come down, you know, on that day, you know, the universe was just not handing out random knowledge, right? Like you, yep. you, you're here now, let's find it. We're not judging it. We're just allowing yourself to know that that's not how it works, that yep. you are allowed to not have received and so you can go receive for yourself. You can make that decision. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And I think, you know, like we've been in, you know, lots of places when we talk about this, but I think it's, it's, it's all about knowing ourselves, everything that we talk about, everything that we present to you guys is about learning more about yourself and having enough awareness to let go of as many things as you can that are not yours so that the only things that you're holding are yours so that you feel the empowerment so that you feel the healing so that you feel the freedom of you know feeling like your life is not a programmed thing that is unfulfilling we didn't life is too short for that you know and when we talk about boundaries and holidays and we talk about your relationships with your families and at the holidays you know that that comes in real strong you know we've got to be able to sit in the like does this bring me joy? Right. Like we Marie Kondo people in our lives too. <laughs> like, yeah. 
does this bring me joy? No. Well, okay. Let me evaluate why. Let me figure out, you know, what, what's mine, what's yours. We're separating those two things and then be realistic about whether or not that the relationship can shift. We don't, we don't feel comfortable with just putting the boundary of no. We know, I know we are curious people. We have to know why our brain needs a whole, a whole story. So we, we go into that, like, well, what's, what is realistic? You can't just say, no, I'll never go there. Okay, great. Well, what is realistic? Can you answer the phone less? Does that help you put some energetic space? Absolutely. Does going to a holiday meal and giving yourself a two hour I'm going there for two hours. I told everybody I'm going there for two hours and I'm leaving after two hours. Is that the only thing you can reach because not going is just too much for you? Then okay, allow yourself that and see what happens. You know, like don't feel like everything has to be super cut and dried. It's all yours. Yep. A hundred percent. And I know it's hard friends. I know it's hard because there's a sense of guilt and a sense of whatever, but something I learned this weekend, this last week was, yeah, in some ways we don't get to choose the family we're born into, but we sure as hell can choose the family that we continue to foster. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it makes me feel like this whole weekend And this whole week that happened makes me even more so want to create a space of, you know, and and I don't mean Thanksgiving as in the traditional, like we raped and pillaged and killed Indians, but more of a friends giving a, a place for people to go with no families, people that are chosen to go no contact or chosen not to go to their holiday family gathering that, um, that there is a, there are a place for them. It makes me want to do that even more because it, it's just, I I just know how hard it is. And I know how hard it is to have boundaries with family because they just walk all over them. But you deserve boundaries. You deserve help. You deserve love, kindness, acceptance, not only from yourself, but the world around you. Um, but we only have control of ourselves and our where we put ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, how we com- how we communicate ourselves and things like that you know I mean this is this is really hard that's why people are still struggling with it that's why people are still putting themselves they're like forget it it's just one day who cares you know I'm just throwing off throwing themselves into the fire hoping that they don't burn to a total crisp <laughs> you know and it's kind of like I get that you know like and again you know it's not it's not a just no you, you every people everybody who has gone no contact truly I believe this has gone through some sort of (laughs) like process that brought them there, right? Mm -hmm. Like whether it is I've put boundaries, I've made, like I've I've said it, I've confronted, I've been, I've done all the right things. And now I feel free to be able to do that without guilt. And that means that there is that process, you know, like we don't want, we don't want you guys to believe that everybody who's terrible, you should just toss out. I know that that's not like, feasible and I know that it's not true because there are people who can accept boundaries even like there are family members of yours most likely somewhere in your tree (laughs) that may be able to hear you and treat you so you don't just throw the whole thing out you're not going to be you're not going to feel good about it you're going to 
you're going to keep going back. But just remember, you know, each individual relationship is individual. You know, think about how these people make you feel and you make your decisions from there so that you can feel like they're solid, that if they are no contact, great. If they are limited contact, great. If they are, you know, open and changing and learning and you see that and you want to stick around, great. You know, like it's, it's all yours, what you decide to do. You always get that decision. And I think that that's really what we're trying to like kind of get at is being like free yourself, free yourself from all of this, whatever that looks like, whether it's just energetically, you stop caring about what these people think and you can still be around them and still have a good time. And, and your, your sensitivities become less sensitive. Cool. If it means all of these people are horribly like, like have horrible standards and, and, and morals and values and are terrible and will never change. And I'm never going to see them again. Also great. (laughs) It is yours. (laughs) Yep. You know, and I, we talk about counseling. We talk about encouraging you to go get help. I want to take the time to remind you that we have a resident spiritual counselor, intuitive counselor, um, Miss Vanessa. So if you're struggling this holiday season or even after, say you've experienced the whole holiday season and you're like, I think I have shit to unpack. I encourage you to seek her out at vanessaperry.net and vanessaperrycounselor at gmail.com. Remember, she's also doing her monthly giveaway. So sign up, sign in, put in yourself in the drawing for that. If you feel like, man, I can't wait for a drawing. I need help now. Reach out to her and contact her through the Gmail or her website. She's happy to help. She's great. I mean, that's what we do for each other in the beginning. That's why That's why we love this. Another reason we love doing this so much is because we get to support each other first. So like before we even work to help others, we've, we land and we support each other first and whatever we're experiencing. And we take that and we're like, how do you think someone else needs to hear this? And that's what today happened. Like, I know there are people out there that struggle with their families. I see it all day on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's 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 support each other first and then we come to support you. And that's that's because you know Vanessa's awesome and I don't do too bad myself. <laughs> no, you do great. You do great. And actually it's I was talking to somebody the other day about spiritual gunk. Or, or not spiritual gunk, uh, energetic gunk, yeah. <laughs> because I was actually <laughs> feeling it. Like I was like, ta- we were having the discussion and it was almost like I could, you know, use my empath for good for myself for once. And it was like, Ooh, feeling like just the heavy gunk that is not emotional. You're not like sad, but you just feel heavy energy around you that can be really hard to get rid of and it's but it's really important to get rid of because it's it's almost like walking around like like linus with his dust cloud and it's <laughs> like you didn't ask for it but here it is like <laughs> why is this here and that's you know when when you say you don't do too bad i i challenge you know not challenge but i raise that <laughs> to be like you do very well on that that spiritual like energetic gunk that has to go when you know when we're in contact with people 
hint, hint, holidays and families, if you're listening to this, most likely you're doing it for that reason. Um, you know, it's good to be able to slough that off, to, to be able to have somebody come in and do some repair work on your energy field to come in and, and do some clearing and fill you back up with light because it's hard to do on your own, yep. you know, when it, when it's super heavy and super, super deep. So that, that's something that if you're committed to changing your, um, your holiday season, if you're committed to changing your family relationships and, and that, that is like the thing that you're committed to, I highly recommend that you see one or both of us use our trauma cleanse, you know, as, as a, as a duo type deal, if you want to do that so that you can really just let it leave it here right? Like leave it here once and for all to be able to say, I am going to process this and I'm going to find all those roots. And then I'm going to clear my energy of this gunk and fill it back up with me, the light of me and spirit and just go on with my, with my intention and leave all the other stuff behind. So you can, you can access grace at graceevergreen.com. You can email grace at grace.evergreen.com. Just Grace Evergreen. Grace Evergreen at Outlook.com. We're on automatic reply on our thing. So there's never a no needing to know each other's email addresses because we're like, oh, I'll just hit reply on the last one we said. Yeah, yeah. Or I type in the G and I know that it says Grace Evergreen. So I just let it go. (laughs) Yes, Grace Evergreen at Outlook.com. Spiritual gunk. I want that to like just sink into your head because because it's it's very different than that emotional and mental gunk it's that like i don't know why this is it's very real because and those of us who do the work because it's very hard for me to do it for myself but those of us who do the work what ends up happening is i have to go to another healer whatever I happen to have a massage therapist that's also a healer. So I have mine scheduled for next Tuesday because I need to leave the spiritual book <laughs> at the door and get rid of some stuff because man, I'm like ready to let go of some stuff. And, and, and when that happens, just working with people and therapists and massage therapists, if you, you know, or, uh, or healer or whomever, like it's so important. It is so important. I, I don't think any of us are here today without sort of element of all of that. Yeah. Oh God. I never would have made it here without using the tools that other spiritual healers have. Yeah. But that can help me. Absolutely. And continue, you know, it's not even like just, I got here and I've arrived. Like I'm always going to be growing and I'm always going to be needing that in all different capacities. So many different ways. So many. I was even thinking the other day, like might be time for some, cupping i don't know what the hell it is but it's 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 come to me as something that i might like to do it's interesting it's interesting i can't do it because of my soft tissue issues but it was interesting i enjoy it a lot of people get a lot of benefits from it um and and, but the where she put them for me hurts so bad so but that was because i have scar tissue i have i have other issues i'm not as as a full capable human as you are so well (laughs) but Um, yeah it's important I mean it's hard I know around the holidays it's really hard to spend money on ourselves and we feel really you know like bad about that but you know you are as important as these people you're buying gifts for 
Like, yep, which is why I, I set pricing as if you buy a session for a loved one, you get one half off. Um, and make that time for yourself. Do that for you. You, you know, Christmas is so, uh, I don't know. I've gotten to the <laughs> point where I'm like, the gifts I give will help aid them throughout the year. Yeah. In this moment. Like, that's where I'm coming to with gifts. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that'll be yeah, one of our another. I feel like we did. Did we do one something kind of? I feel like we need. Yeah, to we did a gift. We give a gift one. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it might be time for a reboot on that one too. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, we appreciate you spending time with us, and know that if you're one of those people who feel like you have no family, you're part of our family, and if you need something, please reach out. We're here to help in the ways that we can and the ways that we're able to um, or what we may be able to have resources for you. We can maybe find some. So we love you. Thanks for being part of our family. And thank you for being here this last hour. And we will talk to you next week. Love y'all. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further, through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.